Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. In my business, there is only one place, and that's to be a winner. Wash your hands, wash your butt, man, that's it. Well, I felt like SpongeBob for a minute, right? They said, hey, Dad, let's make a TikTok. You know, there's times where you make plays that are special, and there's some times where you're like, that's pretty fucking good. Mercedes Lewis here, a.k.a. Big Dog. When you listen to the Poor Man's Package podcast, go Pack Go. Right, man, I'm so Let's Let's Hello and welcome to another edition of the Poor Man's Packers podcast, the number one Packers podcast in the state of our minds. I'm Special Mrs. Monos, joined as always with Kyle Zerkowski. Kyle? Hello! And hello... Wait. Shh. You hear that? The MBS Express, baby. Yeah. I didn't know if you were just talking about like the team in general, but I was not expecting. Hold <laughs> all aboard. He's back, baby. Yeah, yeah. Which everyone was thinking through one quarter of this game. Let me just, yeah, let me just clarify. I am not going to get on board of the MBS <laughs> Express, but buddy, full steam ahead. I don't know. I think you should. Yeah. Um, for those that may have forgotten, it has been a few days. The Packers did win 34-17. to 17. Seriously, that feels like three weeks ago. It's Tuesday, the following Thursday they played, and yeah, it feels like it happened a month ago. Yeah, but you know, I guess it was fun enough of a game. There were a lot of points. The defense you know, played out of their minds against such great uh, competition. <laughs> but yes, a great win. Uh, at least something to, I don't know, after a week of... a. Well, of a lot. Of a lot. One, whatever, election garbage, blah, blah. But then it was also, like I said more than enough times last week, how I was getting dumb Packer fan brain, and it was just with the trade deadline and everything. It was nice to have that little, you know, cherry on top of the week going into Friday. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well said. But we will have our normal episode. We'll have pick six, break down the top or most important six plays of the game. We'll break down the offense and defense. We will then, you know, look at uh, the NFC north and the nfc in general you know halfway through the year for us so might as well look and see what happened especially after you know a sunday off for the packers and some good things did happen for us we'll have uh what, what did i say poor man <laughs> po- poaching poor, poaching packer poacher of the week Ooh, with there we go you know a friend friend of the program scott actual well, now now enemy of the program <laughs> yeah. our enemy. first true rival first yeah that's a good way to put it first true rival of the podcast and then we'll have is kyle an idiot followed by the preview of the jags game but first we will have pick six pick six pick six pick six yeah! all right pick six for the week the six plays that shaped the game i think this will be good for everyone because i think most people have probably forgotten what happened in this game since it's been so long. So 
Once again, like I said, 34-17, the Packers won. We are now 5-2. and 6-2. Two. Six and Six two. And My two. God. Hey, hey, I'm looking around at numbers. You know, I can't put everything together. Don't worry. My brain works fine. But mm. the first big play with 11.45 left in the first quarter, Aaron Rodgers uh, dropped back as he usually does for a pass play. And he hit Devontae Adams on a beautiful touchdown, which made it 7 nothing. And we are now 8-8 eight and eight on opening drives. So, you know, one more thing to keep thinking about for every game but my god what a it was one of those ooh plays mm. you know sitting on the couch like it like you see the ball go in the air and it's like this isn't gonna be a completion and then you see the coverage is it's not gonna be a completion it's like wow it was it could not have been a better ball well that certainly isn't the mindset i have oh, especially when it's Devonte's direction but yeah it was it was a straight drop back that's what i think was unique about it you know under center usually there's you know some play action or like you know a little or it's like a quick one two-step drop back but yeah it was like a five-step drop I think Rodgers knew right away where he was going before the snap because it was <laughs> single coverage I mean before I think Rodgers thinks he's going to Devontae when he drops back just about every which play. is wild because like <laughs> everyone in the stadium knows he's going to Devontae and yet there's Devontae just doing his damn thing week in week out it's it's weird to grow so accustomed to this because now it's you know the last three weeks Devonte adams has just been like there's playing well and then there's i mean it's one of the best stretches of receivers ever had in the nfl i yep. believe i mean absolutely there's, you see all these different stats how i think you know only randy moss has put together three games in a row like that or mm. something something along those lines but my god it's just it's becoming more and more automatic for this offense i think even last year i was talking about Devonte. And I don't think it was an outlandish statement at the time where, yeah, he's really good, but he wasn't exactly Jordy on third downs and stuff like right. that. And now everything is just automatic. Like I, I think it's safe to say he's like surpassed that comfort level you had with Jordy on third down. I don't. He's. It, it's weird because they have they had different roles. Devonte. I mean, it is. I can't think of one route for Devonte. For Jordy, it was always you know the back shoulder, which was automatic. But I think that's the beauty of Devonte. Whatever route it is, he's running. He's going to create separation, and get open. One hundred percent agree. But with Jordy, it was like you know a solid six, seven years of that being automatic, and True. now it's been less than a year of Devonte being automatic, be it it is every single route. But yeah, that was the first big play. Kyle. And it really it really set the tone. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And next big play was... Setter. Ooh, well... <laughs> Still in the league. Is he? Yeah, surprisingly. With? Could not tell you. Well, then, I don't believe <laughs> He you. was with the Cowboys last year, but continue. <laughs> Second big play of the game, 50 seconds left in the first quarter. The Packers actually got a welcome three and out on the Niners first possession so then their next possession kind of reverted back to their old bend don't break self yeah chip 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 down the field um again wide open receiver over the middle there I mean there wasn't one six yards got him in striking distance they had a third and goal from about the eight really nice well plays ball from Nick Mullins in the back of the end zone yep. for a guy whose first name is River. Yeah, that's a first I've ever heard. I mean, I love unique first names, but River that, you know, that's a bridge too far. I think. Ooh, here you go. My my girlfriend's sister's dog is named River. Okay, see that's that's not a bad dog. Well, name. that that's a, that's exactly it. And I've I've said this before, and I might have even said on the podcast. You give I think you give dogs non person names. Yes, you know people. I guess you can name them. You know, human For names, sure. but dog. Imagine naming <laughs> imagine naming a dog like Jim or something. See, no, it's very weird. But sometimes it's well, like Jimmy. If, I guess could work if it's a very simple human name. I love it. Like 
if it's like Hank. Like Hank is a good dog. Yeah. Name. Like a yes. one, it's got to be a one syllable if you're going human. Anything else should be a non-human name. But yes, continue. Okay. <laughs> good tangent there. Yep. Again, well, really well-thrown ball by Nick Mullins. And uh, he he caught it, got two feet in. But then when he went to the ground, ball popped out. Yep. And we talked about this. I was a little surprised they overturned that. I, like, I, I, I definitely see why it was overturned. And I agree with it. But like I said, I think if they would have you know, said the place stood yeah. and it was a touchdown, I would be a little, I'd be like, eh, but at the same time, I'd be like, I get it. Cause he did like catch it. And it's, then- it's a weird back and forth cause they called it a touchdown live. So you're like, well, and that's it. If they had called it a drop live and then they looked at the replay, we wouldn't think twice, but because it was a catch live and they were looking at it, then it's like, well, it looks like it could go either way, exactly. but they could call it that. So yeah, some reservations, but I think they got the right call. So yeah, I, I either way, it, it, it stopped them. They settled for three, and then they did not score any more points until garbage time, mm-hmm. which is good. And yeah, you know, typical Petten. I guess he did get the one stop at the beginning, which is good, and then got bailed out by you know a bad play by the offense. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't. I'll keep sticking to that. Moving on, third third big play of the game with eleven fifty left in the second. Preston Smith once again showed up. Still Preston this week. Uh, great first move. Went right past the tackle. Who was that? School was his name. School, the left tackle on that team. I don't know. I think it was like their third stringer, though. Bums. Yeah, it was a preseason game. Mullins uh, obviously got hit, duck, and then Raven Green runs up. Easiest pick you'll have in your, you know, he'll have in his entire career. And after that is when I started to feel really good. But yeah, good, good play from the defense. No real weapons on offense, but it was nice to see a turnover, which feels like it had been a while since we had one that I mean well it it factually had been a while since we created a turnover I'm pretty sure when was the last one like I think it was week two so yeah that was a very very welcome sight uh Preston got I I mean he didn't get lucky but it was it was lucky that Mullins was kind of already in his throwing motion by the time Preston hit him and then yeah Right, like you said, easiest interception. He could have fair caught the ball, and uh, nice, a nice, yeah. nice little return from him too, about fifteen twenty yards. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll take it. I was yeah. hoping it was Josh Jackson when it was hanging in the air. Mm. As soon as he hit him, I'm like, oh, come on, Josh Jackson, because that's my <laughs> bold prediction for a turnover. Ooh. But unfortunately, it's just Raven. So then, on that following drive, um, yeah, Raven set him up nice. I think it was like on the forty or thirty-five. They got all the way down to the one-yard line, first and goal. Oh, my God. You could tell Matt LaFleur had this one in his pocket for a while. Beautiful play design. MVS in motion. Faked the handoff to Jones up the middle. Faked the toss to MVS on the outside. Had had everyone on the defense, you know, eyes all over the place. Where is he going? Mercedes holds his block a little bit. Slips out. Wide open. Easiest touchdown throw and catch you'll ever have in your career. And the big story of that play was on the broadcast you could hear, which I believe your theory is lucas patrick and i i support that theory where he was he was going nuts Ooh, big dog, big dog. <laughs> yeah that was uh that was at, good content at first it was just laughing and i don't know what the because the, you know they have the mics on the sideline at least they did back in the day with like the giant plastic like half circle where they just mm. aim it and get all the audio but it's like they had a freaking mic on whoever the offensive lineman was and watching the replay it looks like it was lucas patrick who i think the first thing out of his mouth mouth was just laughing because of how <laughs> yeah. wide open Mercedes and the ball was, was still in the air when you heard he's like so good yeah and he lucas patrick he's kind of like um i don't know the mini jamal williams obviously not out 
as out there with like the dancing and stuff. But it was that touchdown, you know. Obviously, he's. I think he was the one yelling, very happy for him. And then like MVS, he's down there, and they had the little sword fighting thing. So he's kind of got these little dance moves with everyone on the team. It and seems Rogers, like. Rogers has sung praises of him oh, in yeah. his pressers about about how he kind of was, you know, a little bit reserved maybe early in his career, and he's yeah. really kind of broken out of his shell. And we're we're definitely seeing it here where he's more comfortable and energetic and like just a great locker room guy. It is it is odd how that stuff happens. It, early uh training camp story was david bakhtiari and bob rob rob Domofsky, and how there's been this back and forth because rob put out that quote saying that his rookie year david was kind of kind of an ass mm. and uh david was like well i just knew i couldn't really speak up especially at that time when it was josh sitting and tj lang who are obviously characters well established well established but kind of you know funny goofy guys too mm-hmm. who would speak out you know be a little goofy whatever and so now you're kind of seeing that with Lucas Patrick over time, getting that same kind of confidence beat. It's just on the field, but but I mean, it's really translating into his play. Like he's had a hell of a year so far. Yeah, I thought it was funny because I posted that from the account too. Like uh, Packers news, I didn't see who wrote it, but it was like Lucas Patrick is having a good year, but he'll never be a Pro Bowler. And I'm like, what? What do you? Jeez. I mean, I get what they're saying because Lucas Patrick is pretty much like we're recycling the the uh, like mold we had of Lane Taylor, mm. but it's Lucas Patrick. And at first, you know, when we re-signed Lane Taylor, we were like, why are we, this is just, you know, a nothing reserve a guy, guy yeah. turned into our guard. And then this past year, I mean, shit, he was looking like he could have, he was playing at a Pro Bowl caliber level yep. and then gone. But, you know, maybe Patrick will get there too. What play were we on? Uh, big dog touchdown. There we go. Yeah, there, <laughs> there we go. go. Big, the big so dog I think, touchdown. I think we're at five. That's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. five. Yeah. So the ne- next play. Chugga, 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 chugga. Yeah. Chugga, chugga, chugga. And we, I think we have to mention it first. It was in the first quarter. <laughs> this just sets it up. On third and four, NBS well, had that drop. tidbit with this, though. So go ahead. Okay. So, uh, whatever, that first quarter, MBS had the drop on third and four. And at that time, Twitter blew up. I think everyone kind of did. Like, okay, we've had enough. It's time, yeah. It, it's prime like, time. oh my gosh. Easiest catch you'll ever have. Dropped it. It's time for third Malik. It, it's time for anyone at this point. Yep. And then <laughs> we got another stop. First play out of the two-minute warning, the 53-yard bomb to MBS. And Rogers mentioned in his presser, you know, they went to the sideline. They were going over plays that they wanted to run you know, before or during the two-minute warning. And, you know, Matt had suggested that play, and Rodgers was kind of like, I don't know. But then he looked at MVS and was like, what do you think? And MVS looked at him just like with a straight face like, oh, yeah. And he was just like, and Rodgers mentioned like that just confidence right there just, you know, gave me all the hope. And he said he was running out onto the field, and he thought, I think I'm going to throw a touchdown to Marquez on this play. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he said that on Friday with uh, McAfee, too. Cause That's what it was. Yeah, same, he said it well, on McAfee. I can't did, remember if he said it in his presser or McAfee. You, that. He did mention it on both, but kind of like that. At first, it was press conference, then it was mm. McAfee. But yeah, it's and it's weird, too. And I mentioned this to you. The way Rogers' leadership has kind of changed, and maybe this is just me overblowing, overanalyzing things, but I mean, I've been paying attention to the team way too long at this point, way too in-depth. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you look at not the shots he took, but Rogers did, you know, when when it was Jeff Janis on the team along with like Jared Aberderis, you know, he would point to like these lesser talented guys like Aberderis and say, you know, everyone needs to practice hard, all this. Talked to he even called Janice out by name, I think, at one point. And now you're looking at this with MVS who 
by all accounts at least, I would say has much worse hands than Jeff Janis ever had. I don't know I don't know about the route running because that was Janice's big thing. But I mean MVS, he's one of the worst, you know, catch rate in the NFL yeah, right now. Going true. into the game and it only got worse with yeah. he only had, you know, the three targets. But Rogers has this thing where he in these last few weeks, he's kind of covering for MVS saying, yeah, he just he hasn't been getting the targets. He's not saying he needs to play better. He's saying he's not getting the targets. And then also yeah. that whole story, too, it's like there's no – Rodgers has casted no doubt over MBS, which I think in the past he might kind of allude to some things, at least during training camp. But he, he's only spoken well of MBS, which is crazy when everyone else has been saying that, yeah. at least outside of the organization. And I think it's because, like you mentioned, his kind of style of leadership. I think maybe it's MBS with his – preparation i know rogers is a big like stickler about that and i remember last yeah. summer he i think he was very blunt and where he's like you know some of these guys aren't you know taking it as seriously or are as pre- preparing as hard as they could be and maybe mbs took that to heart and this whole offseason and this year just turned a new leaf but you you hope that's the case i still don't think that's the case i still don't think he's turned the the, the leaf i do not anticipate MVS being on the squad next year. I know being a later round pick, I forget exactly how it works. But I think he still he, has he, one more year. He's under contract, but he'll have escalators because of how many snaps he's played sure. and all that. So he, I think it's at like $2.5 million and it might come looking at it. I guess I don't know what the guaranteed money is, but would you rather have MVS or would you rather have Devin Funches? Because right now it's like I'll take the wild card, baby. I, I, which I guess you don't know who I'm talking about there. I think I'd rather have Funches than MBS. Which he's going to be a lot more expensive, I think, though. Who Funches? No, no, because he's still under the same contract. I think he was like two point five as well. Oh, that's very right. very he did. similar it was deals. Cheap. Okay. Well, all right. Six play. <laughs> yep. Six play that kind of wrapped the game up, and it's kind of a twofer. It yep. was the last scoring drive of the of the Packers last scoring touchdown drive of the game. It was early in the third quarter to move it to 28-3. Um, first play that it was third and seven early or deep in their own um, side of the field. Beautiful double move by Devontae. Yeah, the deep ball. Yep. Right down the sideline. He had the little, you know, it was like a hitch and go. And then beautiful ball down the sideline. And it's just kind of, that was just a, a it was a, a wrap up for those two uh, of the whole game. Um, we'll get to Devontae's stat line, but it was ridiculous. And then, again, uh, a kind of a good sum- summation of the game of surprises. <laughs> yeah. First in goal, or maybe it was second or second yeah. in goal. Um, Rodgers rolls to his right. MVS catches his second touchdown of the game, which I don't think he's ever caught two touchdowns in his career. Absolutely not. And, uh, yeah. Probably put, not. Put the game away. Yeah, it was, and it's weird too. We talk about it where you know the scramble drill like that. A little surprising. It was MVS. You would have thought it would have been a tight end or Adams or just about anyone else, but it was MVS. Nice little cherry last touchdown of the game. And yeah, after that, the game is pretty much over. We don't have anything else to talk about after that. Yep. The only other thing you can maybe talk about is you know the this conspiracy theory. You know, there's been a lot of conspiracy theories over this last week, but the Uh-oh. biggest one. Uh oh. Is Tim Boyle, you know, when he knelt at the end of the game, he did not lose any yards. He's, yeah. sick, he's sick of seeing those negative yards. Yeah. <laughs> stop the count. <laughs> yeah. Stop. Yeah. Stop the count of negative yards for Tim Boyle. <laughs> but, yep, that those were the pick six, six plays of the game. Moving right into the offense, Aaron, Aaron Jones. Aaron Rodgers is, a, I guess they both have the same name. Pretty good. Pretty Ho-hum, good football player. 25 of 31, 305 Ooh. yards, four touchdowns. I mean... 
I would give my life for Aaron Rodgers. It, it's it's fun again. It's and I even had the thought. I think seeing the replay from like the Packers Instagram account of the first touchdown, you know, the deep one, and it's like a weird, like not out of body thought, but it's like, isn't it weird that we just see one guy get a piece of rubber, throw it in the air, and watch another guy catch it, and we're like. Wow, that That's, was that was fucking cool. That brings me so much joy. <laughs> you know what when you when you kind of yeah break it down to its its raw bones, it's like yeah, it's kind of kind of like uh, this is stupid. Like, yeah. this, this doesn't actually accomplish anything. But at the same time, we're like, wow, how how did they do that? Such a healthy distraction, though. Yeah, yeah, very true. But yeah, I mean, a lot of throws like that throughout the game. It, I mean, six incompletions. Good lord. Yeah. Yeah, and it's he, he had the scramble too, which we talked mm, about. If the, still got it, baby. If the guy wasn't a still deep, got it. I mean, you could watch you could watch him run on that play, and you're like, he's gonna get him. He's not gonna get him. He's gonna get him. He's not gonna get him. It was it was pretty slow, but and good enough. I think the play of the game and a play that so many Packer fans take for granted. Me not being one of them, I I, I realize how ridiculous it is that fourth and one, uh, kind of rollout mm-hmm. to Devontae. I mean, such a ridiculous throw when you look at the way he released it. And he was rolling to his left, so it's, you know, kind of awkward for his release. And then the the catch by Devontae, too. But the, the throw, I just think, is... I, I don't even know what's more absurd, but the placement for the throw was just unbelievable. And it happens every week at this mm-hmm. point. It's just... It's a couple of absolute just masters of their craft. Yes. Which is nice. Nice that Rodgers has... Because Devontae's probably going to go down as... Rogers, like number one receiver, at least the one that he played with the most. But he's already he's already in that conversation. Absolutely, and yeah, and one more thing to touch on: touch on Rogers is having this great year, you know, obviously whatever in the MVP race, and he's also doing it with the most drops per attempt out of every quarterback in the NFL right now. Good lord! So yeah, just you know, backpacking the team at times. Uh, moving on, Devontae Adams once again. It's like like I said last week, you just take. Adams stat line multiply it like 1.5 and you've got Aaron Rodgers stat line <laughs> usually uh Devontae Adams 10 receptions 173 yards <laughs> one touchdown <sighs> it was in a, a lot of people were saying it, it I hope if it wasn't such a shitty game and you know a blowout it should be the game where national football fans are like wow Devonte adams might actually be the best wide receiver in the nfl yeah i've actually been seeing some some national pundits you know kind of struggle with that idea and actually you know maybe uh begrudgingly mm-hmm. think about it but yeah i think it should be i think it should be talked about much more because yeah he he is here that uh he is here and firmly placed himself in the conversation yeah, and uh, Zach Cruz tweeted this out. Packers wide receiver Devonte Adams leads all NFL wide receivers in Pro Football Focus grade grades, uh, ninety one point nine, and yards per route run, three point two six. So every time he runs a route, it's three point two six yards. <laughs> you know, which is just crazy to see. It's I don't know what else you could say at this point. If 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 Rodgers throws it to Devonte and it isn't a completion, it is now borderline shocking. It's like yeah, if for all for all my NBA fans out there, like when Steph Curry shoots a three pointer it's like if it doesn't go in it's like what the what and uh yeah again going back to that fourth and one throw ridiculous throw but then yeah the catch was just absurd too because the the db it might have been a linebacker who was guarding which is just i mean that's just workplace negligence to match up a linebacker 
on Devonte Adams, but it was draped all over him. And I like to call those another another NBA basketball reference. Uh, I like to call those an and one Ooh. of football, where you know he's just draped all over, yet still makes the catch. And you could tell he was uh, he was piped up when he got pushed out of bounds because he knew that yeah. he was he was all all interfered with there you go it makes sense you know he's a big basketball fan brought that mm. up with Jared Boykin and he didn't know what I was talking about all right moving on MVS <laughs> we touch I don't know what else we can say about him it's it's just a it's he, you said you know get all all aboard the MVS Express it, he's he is not a train he is a, a roller coaster a, per, a perfect MVS game just a mind-numbing pull your hair out drop on a on a big third and four that Rogers made a great play to make happen to be able to make the throw and then a 53-yard bomb for a touchdown. Just the perfect roller coaster. Yeah. I mean, we could keep going, but God, we got to move on. The other, the other two receivers, there's much else to talk about. Uh, Malik Taylor had one rush for nine yards. Hey, freak <laughs> Malik. Good enough. Uh, Derry Shepard had one catch for three yards. That was it from the wide receiver position. But then looking at tight ends, not much else. Three guys, you know, played the position, and there were three catches total. Robert Tunyon, hey, I said it right, Hey-o. one reception for five yards. Big Dog obviously had the touchdown, and Jace had the one catch for one yard. Jace's catch, I don't know if you remember, it was the first time, at least this season, that I can remember watching someone catch it and then run backwards be like, oh, run forwards, man, run <laughs> forwards. But it was so clear because it would have been like a four or five-yard pickup, but he kind of lost yards on it. Yeah, shoot. It's, I'm, it's, I'm not recalling it, so I mean, the I'm whole glad team. I'm not because I hate uh, the, the sidebar. That Monday night game last night, Jacoby Myers, I mean, he did that exact thing. For, I mean, he had a hell of a game, career game for the kid on his birthday. Happy birthday. But he did that four times at least. Oh, he, really? He would I catch the ball the and run directly backwards to kind of assess where the defense is. And oh, like, and it, he did it a couple times right at the sticks and didn't get the first down. I feel like oh, frustrating. I, I feel like Donald Driver was really good at that, and everyone else, it's like overtime uh, net negative. Yeah, you know, it exactly. just doesn't seem to work out. But yeah, not too much else to talk about the tight ends. Not like you really had to at halftime. The game is essentially over yep. anyway. So who really gives a shit? Moving on to the running backs who you could have forgotten about. Aaron Jones. Hey, surprise Welcome everyone. Back. He did play. And thank God, I think that first drive setting the pace. That first drive, I mean, four straight touches. That was great. Yeah, it, it, it was funny. I think I had it in my notes where, you know, we're watching the game. I'm like, oh, this might be just a drive just of Aaron Jones. Oh, oh, Devontae Adams touchdown because <laughs> it it was just feed him, feed him, feed him. I think there was a decent third down that he picked up too. Yep, couple and, screens, couple just between the tackle runs. Yep, he uh, sorry, his stats: fifteen rushes, fifty eight yards, three point nine yards of carry. Eh. But he had five receptions, twenty one yards. Uh, you can't really complain. Nice that he came out of the game uh, healthy. Mm-hmm. And Jamal Williams, I believe, practiced yesterday, so he should be good. Mm. Think and Dylan should be coming back eventually, anyways. But maybe we don't need him as much because Swervin, Tyler Irvin. God, I I love him so much. It's weird watching because the plays he, he made. He he doesn't look like a running back, but I don't know what else he really is. But yeah, eight rushes, twenty four yards, uh, three yards of carry. But he had four receptions for forty eight yards. He was actually the third leading receiver on the team. Mm. But he yeah. took one screen like a good thirty yards. That was beautiful. Mm-hmm. He had a nice sideline catch on third down. That you know a certain receiver probably wouldn't catch. <laughs> yeah, so I just yeah. I can't say enough nice things about him. Yeah, and it was nice because I believe going into the game, the most touches he had in a game with the Packers was three or four, and he obviously had a lot more on Thursday night. So that was nice to see. Uh, Dexter Williams, he played two. I don't even have his stats. I think he had two or three rushes. 
he looked okay, but he got he got hurt and was out of the game very early, which yep. made Aaron Jones play more. But it's like obviously I've gotten down on Dexter <laughs> over this season, but it's like can't stay healthy, can't play well, can't play special teams. I don't know. We'll just see what happens with that going forward. Uh, but the offensive line, that's another moving on to them. They've been a hot topic this week, and rightfully so. It's, it is absurd how good this offensive line was. Really, it, really good. I mean, I have to eat crow. I said all offseason I would have signed Brian Balaga for the $10.5 million I think he got per year. And Balaga, I think, has only played in like three or four games at Oof. this point. He's been banged up. And we've been banged up as well, but somehow we're able to just keep chugging along. I remember back in like 2014, 2015 when Blanca goes down, it's a total reshuffle of the offensive line. You got Marshall Newhouse and you've got, you know, Don Barclay running around mm. and it's just not good. And f- somehow the machine just keeps going along. Uh, this is from Rob Domofsky. It's the Packers offensive lineman, ESPN pass block win rate. Corey Lindsley is at 96%. He's the third Ooh. center. Billy Turner is at 96% as well. He's the number two tackle. Mm. Elton Jenkins is at 94%, the number seven guard, mm. and 100% at tackle. Lucas Good Patrick Lord. is 94.5%. He's number 10 at guard. David Bakhtiari, 94%, number six at tackle. And Rick Wagner, 90%, number 21 at tackle. So you got one that's Good Lord. Be- technically below, not even below average, because it's still tackle, so he's still in the top half of the league. Yeah. But everyone, like Rodgers only got sacked once this game. It seems like... Tampa Bay is the only time that the offensive line hasn't been able to protect Aaron, and it's just absurd at this point. Yeah, the Billy Turner is looking to be worth every penny just because of his quality and his versatility. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get how he, he's Lucas so Patrick. Uh, he's looking to be underpaid. I mean, they just signed him an extension, right? Last year, I think he's got two or three years. So yeah, he's now. looking to be a a great bang for your buck yep. for the next couple of years, and. uh yeah, can't say enough things, and it's it's going to be big decision time for Goody on uh, what he wants to do with Lindsley because I think Bach needs to be number one priority, but Lindsley, we shall see. It's so weird. It's honestly, and we've talked about it too much this year, where, yeah, Bakhtari, Lindsley, Aaron Jones, Kevin King, Jamal Williams, all these guys. Devontae, no. Yeah, Devontae's got another year but. on top of it. But, yeah, you got to think about that as well. But it's like every week it's, you know, you saw how much more energy the offense had with – Aaron Jones out there as opposed to Jamal against the Vikings. And I don't know. It'll be tough. One last thing with the offensive line, too. Elton Jenkins, I mean, and this is from Matt Schneiman. Elton Jenkins played left guard, left tackle, and center last night. He's 24 <laughs> years old and one of the best young offensive linemen in the league. And on top of it, when he came out for the kneel down snaps at the end, you know, he had to get out there as quick as possible. He even wore his mask out on the field. So there you go. You know, all around. Setting the example. Player. Yeah. Yeah which now they're wearing the masks on the sideline too. Probably a good thing to do. Hell yeah. But that's all we had for the offense. We will now have a quick commercial break. Are you going inside a public building? Have you developed a double chin that you want to hide out in public? Have you finally decided to wear a mask after being the star in one too many public freakout videos? Sounds like you could use a homemade cloth mask. 26hats.com makes some of the best cloth masks around. Check out the website to see what styles are available. Each mask is handmade using hands to make them. There's no better way to represent the state of Wisconsin while also making yourself less contagious than wearing one of these masks. For custom koozies, book covers, and face coverings, visit 26hats.com today. 
All right, and we are back with the defense. Like we said, uh, 34-17, they only gave up 17 points, but they did play essentially. 14 of them were, I like the way uh, Scott Van Pelt said it after the game, some window dressing, <laughs> kind of just garbage time. Hey, well, I guess they were do we we kind of had some garbage time touchdowns last year in the NFC Championship game, mm, so, true. you know, tic-tac. But yeah, 17 points. I don't know. Honestly, it's like it's a nothing game for me for the defense. I don't think you can take much away exactly, from that game. Exactly, because, uh, again, we were playing the JV squad of the Niners. No Kittle, no Debo, no Trent Williams, well, their left tackle. <laughs> we, we alluded to it earlier. We'll get into how, <laughs> I don't know if you know this, Kyle, no uh, offensive skill position players from the NFC Championship ah. game, played in the game last Thursday. Yeah. Did you know that? Mm, I did. Fun little fact. I did know that. <laughs> okay, can we continue? Um, yeah, so again, like you you said it best, um, kind of a nothing game. It doesn't, it doesn't like, you know, bring me this like, oh, we're back. We're so back. Like yeah, I'm if, still holding my breath. If you feel better, you're... I don't know. I don't want to say you're dumb, but you're going to get hurt. You're going let's to not, get hurt. Let's, yeah, okay. That's a good way to put it. Uh, Jake Morley tweeted this out like he does every week. The top five defensive players, according to Pro Football Focus. Number one, Kingsley Kiki at 90. Kiki. Zadarius, 80.6. Uh, Raven Green, 74. San- Stanford Samuel, who got some snaps late, 67.9. And Ty Summers, 65. So as far as Pro Football Focus is concerned, there wasn't great performances by individuals on the team. But once again, you can't really... Um, complain too much. I think the biggest thing to look at with this defense going forward out of this game is you might have forgot about it. It's been so long. But Jair Alexander did suffer mm, a concussion. Yeah, He wasn't practicing on Monday, I believe. But I don't know. That's one cause for concern. Kevin King was practicing, so we'll see if he is good to go this week. We'll week. see the yep, injury report tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know how much you could talk about Jair. Josh Jackson, he played again. He still is just a liability in coverage. I've said it before. Josh Jackson, to me, is the MVS of the defense. Mm. It's just he'll look good, he'll look good, and then he'll look absolutely terrible, and you'll be scratching your head why this guy's on the field. Yeah, still very grabby, um, and we'll kind of just get lost in coverage, it seems. Like on one of the Niners' big plays early, uh, it was that, yeah, wide open over the middle. Rich Richie James didn't have anyone within eight yards of him, and I'm pretty sure Josh Jackson was was the guy who was responsible for kind of sticking with yep. him. But again, I I don't know. I think that might have been like a zone. It's so tough. It, it could have been on maybe the safety there, but it, it's, it's it's hard. Tough to know for certain when you're us, you know, dumb dumbs watching the game yeah, again. I'm but just a bunch of idiots. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and like you said, James, he was about the only guy who really performed well for the Niners. He had nine catches, 187 yards, Good and a Lord. touchdown. Yeah, you kind of forget wow, about it because yeah. all the all the actual important yard, well, important, but the actual yards that he got were later in the game. Mm-hmm. He had a couple big splash plays, but a little bit of concern, not really. It's still such a nothing game. Uh, at the safety position, Darnell Savage is continuing his what are you season <laughs> he <laughs> dropped a dropped a pick six yeah pretty easy thankfully it was six. on third down so it wasn't very consequential um but yeah and that's been another topic among Packers Twitter this week it's just like yeah what are you and it seems to be <laughs> the 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 popular answer seems to be to put him closer to the line of scrimmage and make him more as a robber and and uh can you know make plays quickly uh, near the line of scrimmage but again that seems to be a thing that Amos is 
really good at too. So like if neither of them can be a deep safety. Exactly. And it's ugh. like we, we run into this problem so much because, you know, we have the opposite problem with Josh Jackson where it's like, why don't we move him to safety? And well, shoot, we're almost to that point where I'd be fine if we do try Savage at corner just because. And it's, at corner? Why not? At this point, why not? And you see it's dumb. I know it's dumb. That is pretty dumb. But you see, you know, like with Demarius Randall and Micah Hyde, it's like so often we have these guys and we play them out of position. Well, Dem- yeah, uh, yeah, Demarius. I mean, that's a Demarius Randall's a terrible example because it didn't didn't really work. He worked. For, he he was a startable player for a couple years. No, after. he was startable his rookie year, but then just like fell off a cliff. I don't know. Either way, it's like it's to that point. It's like he's at the crossroads. I don't want to say he's at the crossroads of his career, but for us, it's like these next couple day games, we're gonna figure out what the hell he, he is. He are we showed... gonna are we gonna be looking at Savage, you know, in a good light next off season, or hey, we gotta. We have to draft a safety, True. which wasn't even close to a thought this draft. I'm just still hopeful for the savage I saw the first, you know, five, six games of his career. <laughs> two, so two, we'll the see. first two games we'll of his see. career. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, inside linebacker, not much you can say about this. Barnes got hurt. Hopefully he's fine. Martin play or no, he didn't no, play because of COVID. COVID so yeah. he'll be, he should be back this week. I believe he was practicing. Outside linebacker, we talked about Preston had the big plays. Darius, who we didn't bring it up. Uh, once he has these ho hum plays every once in a while because he had this strip strip sack. sack you almost yeah forget about but yeah. it was it was a great play that led to three points I believe but mm-hmm. yeah hell of a play yeah nothing disappears nothing nothing then boom you know not a game changing play but it was you know he's had those in the past mm-hmm. defensive line um I don't Dean Lowry showed up a couple times at least noticed him I guess Montrevious Adams maybe this is the one game he didn't make a big play that I can remember. Yeah, run game weeks. was was pretty good. Uh, it seemed that you know they were getting these, were, were plugging up the holes and stopping them, but then the running back would kind of just run outside and yeah. find an extra six, seven yards where it should be, you know, a second and ten. It turns into a second and three. So hopefully they can get that they can get that cleaned up. But again, against a junior varsity 49er squad, yeah. it's really hard to kind of gauge where we're at still. Yeah, and. You know, he's still coming back from injury, but Kenny Clark, I don't want to say it's a down year, but since, you know, he hasn't flashed as much as we've seen him in the past. I think this did kind of have happen last year where we were a little bit in a lull with Kenny Clark in November, but, you know, once it was the first of the next month, what did he turn into, Kyle? My, your favorite nickname that I gave to a player last year? Who are we talking about? I was spaced out there. <laughs> Kenny, <laughs> Kenny Clark. Uh I don't know. The December. Oh, yeah. <laughs> December. Because he comes to I play do in love December, that one. so yes. maybe we the just got to wait for that. That is good. <laughs> I do I do miss that one. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. But once again, that's it for the defense. I don't think you can take too much away from this game. I don't know if you're going to be able to take much away from the next game unless we get hosed. Yep. But I don't know. Just something to monitor going forward. But now we'll move on to something yeah. more fun. All right, we're back with uh, a very fun segment, of incredibly serious segment. Whoa. What uh, is it? <laughs> well, it's Packer plagiarizer. Ooh, Packer poach, poking, po- poaching Packer person, person of the week. Uh, yeah, they're poach, poaching is better. Po- poking, po- poaching Packer person of the week. I'm sure everyone saw it. It was the biggest Packer Twitter drama going oh, on last week. My God. Everyone, no one could stop that. Nagler was talking about it. Andy Herman was, everyone was like, how did this happen? I actually 
uh, Spencer actually called me sobbing. <laughs> he was sobbing his eyes out. I had to drive over here yep. in the dead of night and console him. He was yeah. He made me a bowl of soup. That was very nice. <laughs> yeah. No, it none was, of that happened. It was a tough scene. So I'm gonna break it down. A lot of people might not care, but I I think it's funny at this point. I'm gonna throw it out. There. Yeah, so, I think it's funny. Ha <laughs> So uh, for my personal account, you know, just scroll on Twitter. I see Chet, who's this fantasy football guy who great follow if you don't follow him all the way chet chet grisham i believe is his name so he puts out this tweet that says and this is at like you know 10 a.m here's the 49ers box score from the nfc championship game when they rolled the packers last season he basically goes on to say that every player is not going to play who was in the nfc championship game and started aside from born kevin born not five minutes kendrick ap- kendrick born not five minutes after that Kendrick Bourne gets COVID. He's not going to play. So I'm like, ha ha. I will quote that tweet. And so I, I quote Chet's tweet and says, so if the rumor is true and Bourne is out, no Niners player who touched the ball from the 2019 NFC Championship game will play this week. Okay. Okay. You know, wow. Tweet. Pretty cool. Pretty Informative. cool. Informative. Chet's original tweet got nine favorites. Our tweet got nine favorites. Mm. Our tweet came out at 1047. Five minutes later, our good buddy. of reporting here. Our, our good buddy, Scott, who follows us, you know, no ill will towards Scott. Mm, he's a news. Not yet. Yep. He's a news uh, sports guy. He is the sports anchor at uh, MMJ for CBS 58, covering the Packers Brewers. Bucks. I guess we're enemies with MMJ now, too. Yeah, I guess so. It's just getting that wide. So Scott puts out a tweet, <laughs> says, now that, the, now that Kendrick Bourne is out, the Niners will not have a single offensive player who touched the ball in an NFC Championship game on the field tomorrow. Hmm. hmm. Pretty much the same exact hmm. tweet. Well, Kyle, let's check in on the interactions. Our tweet got nine favorites. Chet, who actually came up with the stat, got nine favorites. Scott, 1,902 oh. favorites. Oh. The tweet went absolutely viral. I, of course, tweeted him from the account, kind of half-joking. Hey, mm. cool tweet, man. And <laughs> <laughs> quoted our tweet, which he followed us. He saw it. Like, it's fine. You know, just, just wanting a hat tip. But, you know, it wasn't over after that. Scott didn't tweet us. It's fine. Well, this I get is where it. it gets real bad. This is where it gets, yeah. The next day, you know, oh, game no. day, Thursday. Oh, no. NFL on ESPN oh, tweets. Oh, no. The How many followers do they have? We'll, we'll get to it. Let, I, <laughs> I want the sadness to hit us okay. at the end. They tweeted, the Niners roster has been depleted this season. They won't have an offensive player who touched the ball in the NFC Championship game on the field against the Packers tonight. Mind blown emoji. And then hat tip at Scott Grotsky. That should have been us. And that account, Kyle, as you were asking, has 2.9 million followers. So, you know. You, as a listener, need to be as outraged (laughs) as us. Imagine, <laughs> imagine getting 2.9 million eyeballs on our content. Uh, that's a, it would know. it would improve. Actually, it probably wouldn't improve that much. Probably but not too much. But it would stay the same, if anything. Yeah, you know. And this is this is the thing that I said. You know, I'm, and I'm sure Scott's a good guy. He he still follows us. No real. Really? Ill will. I think it, I, I think we need to block him. No, I think I think it's funny at this point because it it is kind of whatever. You know, some type of hat tip or. Even if you sent a, go- uh, a gif of like... who, who Kind of rubbing it in, it would actually make me respect him a lot. Is it the Kobe shoulder shrug? Like if he sent us... No, the that- MJ. MJ, okay, sorry. If he sent us the MJ shoulder shrug, that would have been kind of funny. I'd be like, okay, <laughs> yeah. you have my respect now. But to just kind of 
looked the other way. A little annoying. It's fine. Little, I mean, little, little slimy. I get it. You know, I'm sure he'll listen to this because we'll take it when we throw it out there. But <laughs> I, I'll, I'll leave us with this. You know, we're a stupid Packers independent podcast, and we cited our sources, but an actual journalist did not. Wow. I will leave it at that. Very sad. We will now have a little preview of the NFC North and the NFC in general. All right. Uh, after this week and having some time off, I figured, you know, we're halfway through the year. We've played eight games. Might as well look back and see what's going on in the NFC and the NFC North. We'll start there in the NFC North. We are still number one in the division, six and two. The Chicago Bears are five and four. The Minnesota mm-hmm. Vikings are three and five after beating the Lions. <laughs> winners three of two and five. straight. Yeah, winners of two straight, one against us, one against the Lions. And now they're playing the Bears as well. The Vikings and Bears play Monday Night Football this week. I don't know how much what there is to say about the NFC North in general. The Bears are obviously frauds. We've been saying that <laughs> since the beginning of the year. Actual, actual frauds. I just I can't get over the fact that that team beat the Bucks on Thursday night. And like we just got shellacked by them. And then especially on the Sunday night game when the Saints just absolutely shellacked the Bucks. I mean, three points they scored. And we beat the Saints. I mean, not handily, but we, we beat them. Yeah, it, it's weird because I... <laughs> I'll get. Well, oh, we it's might, very weird. Well, we. I'll stick with the N. With the NFC North, and we'll get back to them because, like the Bears, yeah, they're not. They'll probably end up. I don't even think they're going to end up being second in the division. The Minnesota Vikings are like the opposite of frauds. I think they are a lot better than their record at this point. The defense is yeah. slowly getting better. Delvin Cook is obviously playing out of his mind. Justin Jefferson is pretty good. Kirk Cousins. It, it's just they're in the point where they can play a game and not have. Kirk Cousins have to do anything, you know, but, and that's what's scary. Well, no, that's the thing is like there's going to become a point where right they're going to need him to play a game, and that remains to be seen. Well, it it's almost to the point just because of the structure of the football team and the way they play. I I almost put Minnesota up there with Seattle, Tampa Bay, and New Orleans if we had to play them in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Just because you don't know, not. you do not know what kind absolutely of game we're going not. to get against them. No, I think. If there wasn't 30-mile-an-hour wins on that Sunday game, I think that score is a lot different. Um, is, this that, Ky- is this Kyle or is this Mike Patton? That seems egregious <laughs> to put Minnesota in, in the likes of the Seahawks and the Bucks. And the I don't Saints. know. Well, that seems blasphemous even. <laughs> well, obviously, outrageous going forward. The rest of the some. NFC, uh, Packers were 6-2. and two. Offensive <laughs> to others. <laughs> <laughs> the Packers are six and two. Seattle is six and two. New and Orleans how is six and two. Tampa is six and three. And Philadelphia and, or are they? Yeah, they have another buy yet. Nope. Oh my God! Tom yep. Brady just gets every fucking gift, dude. God, I hate that dude. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. They're still sitting pretty. In Philadelphia, who you have to mention? No, I mean, they're I'm three, saying, four, and one. Such late a buy, and I'm still not over that Monday night game against the Giants. They should have went to OT with the Giants. Anyways, oh, sure. yeah. how it sits with the NFC standings and the tiebreakers, not that it super matters right now because there's a lot of ball game left. It's Saints, Seahawks, Packers 3. Yeah, so. I mean, I throw that out the door. I don't give a shit. That's not going to matter come well, week 17. Excuse me. <laughs> but I I don't know. How do you feel about this team going forward? It's almost like I don't feel that great, like super great about the team because we still have the defense yep. hanging back there. But at the same time, you look at Seattle, their defense is even worse. They're on pace to give up a 1,000 more passing yes. yards than the 2011 Green Bay Packers, which we were hearing those same stats at the time about how awful they were. You, then you look at New Orleans, who we obviously beat. I still don't think Drew Brees has much of an arm. And they were, and to, to 
go into Saints fan mode. They were pretty banged up for that yep. game. Um, then again, we didn't have Devontae yep. so, and, or Kenny, so yep. we were banged up too. Um, yeah, it's I, I feel so, so, so good about this offense like that we can put up 35 on anyone. I think that game in Tampa Bay is looking more and more like an anomaly, like a true anomaly where it was just like a bad day. They didn't have the juice that day. And that yeah, we can play with anyone. But again, it comes down to, and we were bitching and moaning about it all last week, the defense. That's it. That's all it is. Pretty much. And it's weird because, yeah, if you go toe-to-toe, you look at Tampa Bay, it seems like they have a really good defense most of the time. And then the offense can be good, but it's kind of, you know, they've stuffed their toe quite a bit a lot more often than people would think Mike mm-hmm. Evans hasn't had much of a year but yeah it's honest especially if the Saints if they can hold this and you know Tampa has to come in on a wild card mm. I mean it's looking really good right now because Seattle I'm not afraid of because of how bad that defense is yep. New Orleans we already beat Tampa Bay they're the one team I probably wouldn't want to play the Eagles or whatever so pretty much at this point we're guaranteed a one to three seed as long as we don't fall apart the rest of the schedule is pretty damn easy you know, we have the Jags on Sunday, then the Colts, the Bears, the Eagles, the Lions, the Panthers, the Titans, then the Bears again to finish off the season. Not a lot of tough teams there. This is setting up really, really well, where even if I don't feel that confident about our team in general, I don't think you can feel confident confident about any of the other teams really in the, in the NFC. Yeah, NFC is in a real weird spot. And yeah, Tampa Bay has lost to some some pretty bad, well, to a bad team in the Chicago Bears. Seattle went the distance with well I mean we lost the Vikings but yeah yeah it's it's the NFC is is very weird I don't I mean not fraudulent but like preseason you would think that like yeah these top four that currently as it sits would be more complete than they appear to be right now so yeah it's I it's weird because right now if you're asking me you know how the Packers season is going to end I'm saying it's Super Bowl champs I'm saying 50-50 coin you know coin flip that we're going to be in the Super Bowl that's where I'm at right now which mm-hmm. I think the analytics says like 29% chance that we 29 or, wow or that, that we sorry high. sorry I think 28-29% that we get the one seed Ooh. which it, at this point is almost that I don't know I feel pretty good it's funny for how bad we talked about the team last week. <laughs> this week, I feel like, you know, we should make it to the Super Bowl. So, I don't know. Me too. There you go. Good enough. But now, Kyle, will have a much more, well, maybe not more fun, but a fun segment. Is Kyle an idiot? Mm. I'm not an idiot. Okay. You sure? Yes. All right. Is Kyle an idiot? Everyone's favorite segment of the Poor Man's Packers podcast. Hell yeah. (laughs) Kyle, once again, wow. Oh my God, a phenomenal year for you. Thank you. You You're 19, 13, and 1. Oof. Very good, very good. We have three questions a week, so you will still be positive no matter what after this. Kyle, are you ready? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I need to stretch in. All right. How many more rushing yards did the Niners have against the Packers in January than they did last Thursday? You must be within 100 yards. <laughs> How many more? I must be within what? 100 yards. Oh, that seems that seems like a very large margin of error. <laughs> You're right. Um, okay, so I'm going to say they probably had... 
I mean, do you want to guess how? No, no, they probably had like 70, 70, I'm going to say they had like 75-ish on Thursday, and they had, I'm going to say like 250, because Mostert had like 225, and there's probably others sprinkled in there for a little little chunkiness. So 250, 75, let's go, yeah, let's go 100. 175 more. 175 more. Kyle, the correct answer is 230 more. Oh, my God. Well, you're within 100 yards. So. Oh, okay. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. right? 170 plus. Yeah, yeah, that works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. Very good, Kyle. It's but only like 60 off. Yeah, so the Niners on Sunday or last Thursday had 55 yards. Damn, okay. In January, they had 285. Oh. <sighs> God. Really? Yeah. Because yeah. it was Mostert had what? Like 220? 220. Yeah, you said 225, so you were pretty close on that. Yeah, and then, I mean, who else touched the ball? Probably like Coleman and... It was Debo Samuel was... The yeah, that's... Right. Oh, my God. Those end... <laughs> yes. Yeah, but oh moving on. Oh, my okay, God. I come on. throw up. Hey, we're getting past that. Happier things, happier <sighs> things. Yep. Devontae Adams currently has 52 career touchdowns. He's about to pass another Rodgers-era receiver who has 53 career touchdowns. Who is that receiver? I think this is... And this is somewhere in the top 10 for receiving touchdowns all the time for the Green Bay Packers. Um, It's got to be... Oh. Fuck. I, th- mm. I mean, there's like three real there's, options there's, here. There's two. Um, 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 Talk it out. I got to go... It's a podcast. I got to go Jordy. Ooh, Kyle, I'm sorry you're wrong. Jordy, uh, he is actually second in the Packer for the Packers Damn for receiving it. touchdowns. I think he's got like eighty something. If it's the guy, other guy I'm thinking of, then I'm gonna be real mad. But if it's not, I won't be that mad. So after Jordy, Donald Driver has, you know, as far as Rogers era receivers go, he's second and third is Greg Jennings. Who, <sighs> if Devontae has two touchdowns on Sunday, okay. he will pass him. Damn. Greg Jennings will be in attendance. He will be announcing the game on Sunday too. So we have that to look uh. forward to. So, sorry, Kyle, you Damn are now it. one and one. All right. Shit. Yeah, yeah, very sad. Uh, okay, next one. Kyle, we're playing the Jaguars this week. How do you say it? Jaguars. I like Jag and then Wires. Wires. Yeah, Jaguars. 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 Jaguars is just too laborious to say. Very true, very too true. Lazy. you got to get your mouth wide. Okay, the Packers are playing the Jaguars this week. <laughs> what? <laughs> what three offensive players for the Packers who are part of the Jaguars we're part of the Jaguars organization. I said that poorly. What three current pa- Packers on offense played for the Jigs at one point? Big dog, big dog, big dog. Alan Lazard, Swerving Irvin, maybe. Yeah, and that's yeah. It's, that was a really easy one. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, good question. Super <laughs> easy. Yeah, all the guys um, from the Jaguars have like a nickname. We got and big they dog. all have like big impactful roles. Pretty. Pretty decent little niche roles. Yeah, Big Dog, Swerve, and the Lazard King, who yes. should be back this week. Should be back this week. He has been. No, I actually, he, I was watching, I can't remember what it was, but uh, some Packers content. Yeah. He has to be back this week. Yeah. Otherwise, it's, it's the three weeks. It's either, yeah, days. it's either now or he's on the rest of the year. And So Kirksey will be back this week as well, by the way. Sweet. But Love it. Love good, it. Very good, Kyle. John Lovett. You John Lovett's two and one for the week. Please feed me my stump spinny question. Okay. These are 
I, it's it's kind of a two parter. It's really easy if you if you don't if you don't get the first part, you're just an idiot. Like it's not a stump. It's just okay. ask Spenny a trivia question going forward. <laughs> okay. What wow. is what Aaron Rodgers' starting record against the Jacksonville Jaguars? His starting his record against the Jags. Mm-hmm. Again, it's kind of the same thing as the Houston. I mean, what we must we must be three and oh, four and oh. I mean, I don't, I don't care about these stupid questions where I have to <laughs> think back every single year. Well, I mean, one was in 08, okay, we, one was in 12, and one was in 16. We were bad in 08. Okay, bad in 08, so we lost that one. I know we started the season in 20... It must not have been 2016, but I know that was the, uh, that was the Sam Shields game where he got hit in the head, and that was the last game he mm, ever played. Sad. We did end up winning that one, and I only assume we won the other time he played the Jags. So I'm going to say two and one. Then. Yeah, okay. there you go. See, if you give me See, the years, well, you don't like. I don't like how I ask you the question, and then you blah. You just blurt an answer. It's okay to think and talk about it, and and you know deconstruct your thoughts. Like, come on. You think this is of all times? You think this is the time in America to stop and think about <laughs> things before you speak or tweet something, Good Kyle? Point. Get real. Good okay, point. continue. Okay, two and so one. Now, like I said at the beginning. Now, this is where it's a little tough. What uh, were the three starting quarterbacks for those Jags teams? And here's a hint. Two of them are still in the league. Okay. Well, Blake Bortles. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say David Garrard. Yes. And so I, I have 08 and I have, you said 16? Yeah, you have 16. 16? Yeah, I remember. Wow, that. David Gar- Good one. I thought that was the one I was going to stumble upon, but yeah. Still in the league. He's obviously a backup. Oh, oh, Blaine Gabbert. Yeah, okay. there it is. There we go. Yeah, okay. There you go. Thank well you. Well done. Yeah, I'm really, I don't know why I said thank you, but David, I did it. <laughs> Congrats, man. <laughs> yeah. David Garrard, that came to you pretty quickly. Yeah, and I he was still, kind of a, He was a Jag staple for all those bad teams. Well, it was him. I remember it being drama when they uh, named him the starter over Byron Leftwich, who is still oh. in the league as the offensive coordinator ah. for Tampa Bay, I believe. Do you right? know who Bl- yeah, do you know who Blaine Gabber plays for? Ye- ye- yeah, who? Because we, we... You're right there. You were just... Was like, it? Literally Was seconds. it the Niners? No. He, the Bucks. <laughs> the Bucks. Okay, yeah. So, so he that's, did... So that's what left, I was thinking. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, hey, that was a lot of fun. Wow, what a great week of trivia. But Good now, laughs. Now, everyone, we're going to move on to the preview. Woo. All right, as we alluded to, we are playing the Jaguars this week. We are playing them in Green Bay at noon. Fox coverage, like we said, Greg Jennings is announcing a game along with whatever whoever else is part of their D-minus squad for Fox. <laughs> uh, Packers are currently 13.5-point favorites, 15.5 or 51.5 over under. Jaguars are having 13 a... 13.5. Yeah, Jaguars are having a pretty bad year. Don't know if you know that. They started the year with Garner Minshew, pretty cool guy with a mustache. He's no longer starting for them. Instead, well, it I think is, he's hurt. It's a matter of hurt. I stand by my statement. He's not starting for them. <laughs> <laughs> Jake Lutton started last week, and he was, I don't know, okay. But He had a beautiful ball like in the very first possession to DJ Chark for a 75-yard touchdown, but I think that was it. <laughs> yeah, it's fu- these guys, it's like... They can come out and they'll look fine for a few games, but then once there's any tape on them, they disappear. You know, it was like the same thing with Garner Minshew right. last year, and yep. it was you know even uh, Kyle Allen and stuff. You know, they look good in spurts, but then they kind of fall Get apart. Get figured out. Yeah. Get game uh, plan for. And overall, like I said, the Jigs aren't very good. The offense is 18th in pass yards, 27th in rushing yards. On defense, they are the fourth worst pass defense, the sixth worst 
worst rush defense. Lord. They they are 31st in the league in giving up points as well with 30.9 points per game. Oof. The only worst team is Mike McCarthy's Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> that yeah. was mean. You didn't have to say Mike. I mean, I'm glad uh, you did, especially it, of all people. But Yeah, I'm sure he's overlooking the defense a ton. I mean, they're they're just screwed this year. But yeah, I don't know what to say about it, the Jets. They're still in the race for their division. <laughs> it, it's like 2013 for us when so we won the, the North at 8-7-1. and one. Yeah. It'll end up being But not even that. close because... All those teams are not good. Absolute garbage. Yeah, yeah. The the Jaguars. I don't know what you can say about them being just NFL fans. I mean, what can you say? They're so bad. Uh, James Robinson is their running back. He's good. He's good. <laughs> yeah, that's he's good. Uh, DJ Chark. He he's is, good too, though. He, for real. Like yeah. actually, though, like James Robinson, DJ Chark. Good. Well, I guess I'm looking at it through a fantasy <laughs> football lens. But. Sure. <laughs> uh, Chark. He's got 437 yards on the season, four touchdowns. Kenny Cole is their other wide receiver. 380 yards, three touchdowns. Both of those guys, I think, are uh, right now, Tanyan and MVS, I believe, are tied for second on the Packers with 314 yards receiving. So Mm. there you go. They got two receivers with more than that. But I mean, geez. So this is how you know the Jaguars are bad. Do you know who their leading tackler is right now? It's not Jake Ryan, is it? (laughs) Very good guess. I think he got cut by the Jaguars this year, (laughs) but close. Josh Josh Jones is the leading <gasps> tackler. Yes, back from the dead. He is, oh he is the starting safety for the Jags, and he leads them in tackles wow. with like 40, I believe. So that's how bad they are. Their leading sacker is Josh Allen with 2.5 sacks. This is how bad the he, Jigs are I, once I, again. This is how bad I they think are. he's going to be good. Yeah, but their defense as a whole, they have gotten eight sacks on the season. The offense has given up 25 sacks this season. So that just... Not know, a good ratio. You got to win in the trenches, and they are not... I am not looking... Well, it's one of those where I kind of... You know, I said it last week with the Niners where I kind of wanted us to lose and just get blown out just so yeah, that, that we was can... Dumb. It was just, dumb then. It's dumb now. Well, I mean, I didn't think it would actually happen, especially after I figured out it was going to be a completely JV true, squad. True, But the Jigs aren't that much better. I don't know. I don't see this being much of a competition... I don't know what you can hang your hat on as a Jaguars fan right now. Kyle, what what do you think about this game? Yeah, pretty much the same. It's uh it's tough over in Duval. I think that's their thing. Yeah. It's in like uh because it's Jacksonville and I think Jacksonville is in the county of Duval. I don't, I don't know where Duval is derived from, but I remember learning it before like and Duval. I've since forgot it. I think it might have something to do with the county. But um They have an owner with a mustache. Ooh, yeah. Who's from like India or something? I think he's the only minority owner too. Oof, yeah. That's... So, yeah, not much to to be excited about over there, except I guess besides losing games <laughs> yeah. to to get a, a good draft pick. Um, yep. What's their record? Uh, I don't know. They probably have one win. Because I'm, I'm wondering if if they're in the Trevor sweepstakes. Because I imagine they they very much want to be. What you don't think Garner Minshew would be good enough for? Yeah, they they're one and seven. Sorry, they're one. Okay, and seven. so yeah, firmly firmly in. Although <laughs> that that choke job by the Jets last night was like otherworldly. I mean, you probably didn't watch it because nope. you're not you're not a big football football guy like me. But uh, yeah, they ran two plays in two plays in the fourth quarter in the entirety of the fourth quarter. But anyways, yeah, <laughs> Jet Jags firmly in the Trevor sweepstakes. Firm competition with the Jets, like I said, but yeah, there's a bad not much team. to be excited about it. A I bad d- football team coming to Lambeau. 
it, I think that it's supposed to rain on Sunday too. The weather isn't supposed to be that great. Ooh, don't love that. Well, I don't know. We gotta we gotta get tough. We gotta this defense has got to get tough, and that so is the way to do I'll it. I'll start us off. I think um, it's just gonna be a good old fashioned shellacking. Ooh. And um, let's go. Thirty-eight ten. Thirty-eight ten. Five touchdowns, a field goal, and garbage time touchdown for the bad guys that makes that makes a lot of sense i have a very similar stat a little bit more you know narrowed on each side i have the green bay packers winning 35 to 17 Mm. against the jacksonville jaguars i think the jags are bad i've said it several times now (laughs) going forward i believe the packers will beat the jags at lambo (laughs) i don't know what's going on i love that pitch there I'm talking like Peter Bukowski. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Is that how he talks? No, I've but never listen to his pod. But that I, sounds. I every time I want to do like a Bukowski uh, imitation, I just get like nasally, and it's like, you know what? You, do you think this team needs to get hit in the mouth again? We've seen what Tampa Bay, <laughs> what has happened to them. No one is saying that they are a fraudulent team. <laughs> you look at the Packers. And we have won the last game. I don't know. It's, no, that he, he's, that's a good point, though. Nobody's it, talking about Tampa Bay being fraud. It's kind of annoying. I don't know. I also think fans get stuck in, we're not frauds, you're frauds, because that's been us the last True. year. But <laughs> right along those lines, Kyle, what is your bold prediction for the week? <sighs> I'm going back to my old stomping grounds, because my good friend wants to put the stomp on his old stomping grounds. Ooh, that's... Wordplay, baby. Did you, Swerve did you really Irvin. talk and then give yourself a compliment on how you talk? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Swerve and Irvin. Touchdown, baby. A Revenge touchdown. game. Okay. Well. He's I, finally going to get in the end zone in the green and gold, and it's going to be glorious. And I will take a six-pack of Spotted Cow. Thank you. Okay. That'll be tough to do. You'd have to wait until after Thanksgiving for when I go home. For That's fine. But Okay. Okay. I have a very similar one. I don't know if you know this. We've already mentioned it. Another revenge game and back from the dead revenge game. Oh. From the core of his body. Oh. He is now healed. <gasps> Alan Lazard, two touchdowns. Yep. So we both got revenge game narratives. Uh, yep. I, I assume Alan Lazard, since he's been hurt, he's just been sitting on Twitter reading all of our tweets about MBS and how we don't have a number two receiver, how pissed off we were about not dra- or you know trading Ooh. for a receiver, and he is going to prove all of the haters wrong. Double revenge narrative. Not really haters towards him, but haters towards the in position general, yeah. in general, and he is going to go off king. <laughs> Lazard King. The Lazard. Ooh, I didn't even think of that. Why, God damn it. Why didn't I just say that? <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Well, hey, with that, everyone, this is a podcast. We're an independent <laughs> podcast. If you could please leave a five-star review, <laughs> a five-star rating. God, we are... <laughs> I've just been trying to go off the rails this whole episode, and it just keeps happening. <laughs> yeah. If you could leave a review, I'm sure you oh love this. If you could leave God. a rating, a five-star rating, possibly a review, subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe so we get our numbers up. If you leave a review, we will give you a free koozie. I don't mm. know if I even say the koozie thing anymore. I keep forgetting. We will send you a koozie. Uh, take a screenshot of your review. Email it to us on pmppodcast at gmail.com. Or you could DM it to us on Twitter at pmppod, and we will send you a free Koozie. Everybody needs a koozie. Yeah, and a mask. We still do have masks left, and we can send one of those as well. Heck yeah. 
So yeah, Kyle, shoot, this is one of our this is our, one of our shortest episodes. Quite actually. the quite the tone change from last <laughs> week. <laughs> huge... We wanted we wanted to to burn everything to the ground last week, but uh... I mean, I still do. I still want to <laughs> I want to burn the defense to the ground. To yeah. be honest, well, not not the personnel, but the the guy who's in charge of the defense. Yes, mostly him, and not you know physically. I would I want his the nameplate on his door to be burnt down. There we go. You know, I think Mike Pettin's a good guy. You know, he seems pretty. I wouldn't say fun. He doesn't seem like a fun guy, but he seems like a guy, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. With that, Kyle, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? (sighs) Let's get to seven and two, baby. Oh, yeah. Just nothing else matters. Just win. Don't care if it's... Well, I do care if it's close because that'd be a little embarrassing. So let's just... Let's kick the shit out of them. Seven and two. And uh, slowly move on to 14 and two or probably 13 and three for the season. Yes, please. But yeah, now I officially don't have anything else, Kyle. No, I don't. Okay, well, hey, Tom Petty, I know you're dead, but what? 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 It's just you don't have to be so. Why do you gotta put it that way? Uh, Tom Petty's estate. Yeah, you're. Yeah, I should. You know, Tom Petty was one of my favorite. Because now I feel like they'll be like, "Well, that was insensitive." Now I feel like we should make a move. Uh, okay, Tom, Tom Earl Petty. Please don't sue us. No. What? He can't because you said... He's dead? Yeah, so to address Tom Petty's estate. But I did that last time for James Brown and, he's still, and you didn't like it. No. What? Really? I thought so. Pull the tapes. Okay, well, with that, Kyle, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? I do not. <laughs> Tom Petty's estate. Yes. <laughs> Please don't sue us. Go, Pat, go. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.